soon I shall have understanding of video cassette recorders and car telephones. And when I have understanding of them, I shall have understanding of computers. Hi, this is Kelsey <laughs> from the Real Appeal Podcast. Writer at yourentertainmentcorner.com. I like that dramatic pause. I was trying. I thought I was <clears throat> forgetting something. Don't know. What's well, your name? Tired. That's my name. Um, Mark Salcedo, senior editor and writer at ScreenGate.net. Mm. I, mean, I think I'm going to stop doing that. You just did it. All right. That doesn't count. <laughs> uh, what does count? You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram and TikTok at therealappeal.com. Two E's and real. Uh, I think that's the first time I included TikTok. Oh, without, sh- I know, without like, oh, I don't yeah. know why, <laughs> or why, why are we there? Or? No, just forgetting it existed and then saying it. A lot um, of people like to forget it, it exists. Mm. Uh, you can email us at therealappeal at gmail.com. If you could, please review us wherever you listen to our episodes. We would love to be noticed. And our segments for the show this week are our recent review of The Flash, our obscene and obscure, Trancers, came out in 1984, Geriatric Cinematic, Time Bandits, came out in 1981, and uh, Mark. What? <laughs> What's the dirt pick? Ceiling <laughs> time and paying for it. Mm. Um... So Kelsey and I are going to have a little discussion. Like we, uh, I mean, this whole podcast is a discussion. Well, this I, I this I want to I want to preference preface preface is that is that a preface preface yeah okay or a preface but it's preface all right I want a preference <laughs> Pre- I want a preface um, our listeners uh, we are going to be talking about a particular episode of Black Mirror season six to be more specific is uh, the episode Beyond the Sea. Uh, Chaos and I checked, this ep- checked out this episode, and I don't know, I thought it would be kind of a fun little banter on uh, what we thought of the episode, especially like the moral, implica- moral implications in the characters' actions. and A fun little banter about dark shit. We'll get into that. <laughs> <laughs> so if, if you I mean, you know, Black Mirror mm-hmm. is a really dark show, but a good one. Yeah. But it's dark. How would you know? You you didn't get I past season first, one. No, I watched the first two or three seasons. I think it was oh, two really? seasons. Yeah, okay. and then the third one, I was like, I can't. They call you weak. That's sure. Being weak. Um, so yeah, so we're gonna be spoiling uh, episode two. No, episode three of Black Mirror season six, Beyond the Sea. So if you don't want to be spoiled, you know, just go ahead and. Uh, Skip ahead into our Flash review, or the, <laughs> Flash review, our review of The Flash. Um, so, Kelsey, mm. first off, what did you think of the episode? It was really good. Okay. Um, I did have a little bit of issue with some of their acting. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I thought, uh, his name is Aaron Paul, right? Yeah, the, the smaller guy. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. He does this thing with his eyebrows that reminds me of the guy who played in Dead Zone. Oh, Christopher Walkins? No. Oh, uh... John's... Not John C. Riley. 
Michael C. Hall. There you go. Yeah, that guy. Okay. He looks like him to me. Like, it just didn't hit only this, like, his eyes and eyebrows. Oh, okay. Not the rest of his face. Okay. Um, I'll show you later. Okay. Um, the, the moral dilemma, mm-hmm. the, um, the situation that the characters are all in, mm-hmm. um, the the type of society that they live in mm-hmm. um to me that all like it goes together perfectly there's no issue to me at all with any of the story okay except except for the acting that's the only thing that kind of just a tiny bit but bit. like okay. i still think the acting was really great yeah um i just had like there were a couple of times where i'm like but they're so dead on the inside <laughs> Like, they're not emoting almost at all. Maybe that was kind of the point for for that particular subject or the setting of of that episode. I don't know. That's just me just kind of throwing an idea out there. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, uh, just a quick little thing about my opinion. I really enjoyed the episode. Out of the entire season, that was my favorite one. Um, acting was great. Uh, visual effects were great. Uh, the dilemma, the moral of it was great as well. Um, okay, so here's one. Here's a bit of what I want to discuss, and hopefully we can knock this out like in ten minutes. Um, whose side were you on at the end of that episode? Were you on Josh Hartnett's side or Aaron Paul's side? I had a hard time. Mm-hmm. I honestly kind of landed in the middle. Okay. I couldn't really be on his side. Okay. Because immediately my brain started like doing the thing, the chatter thing where you're mm-hmm. like thinking about it. Like, and I just couldn't choose because on one hand you have a guy who very tragically had to watch his family get murdered in front of him. Yeah. The Josh Hardnett character. So you could understand his pain and where he's coming from and how mm-hmm. he's behaving. Mm-hmm. Um, but then Aaron Paul is trying to like protect what he has and his family and um, you can't fault them for any of the things that they did. Okay. And even Aaron Paul is trying to be nice. Okay. So I have a bit of a problem with that. Um, you consider him being nice. I consider him being, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like when you, when you kind of, I guess pity, um, but also like the character came off. If you think about it, I, I saw him as like possessive, like even like the part near the end where Josh Hartnett like was like apologize. Josh Hartnett's character was apologizing, and Aaron Paul's character was like, "That's my wife," you know, like very like possessive in mm-hmm. like his like dialogue, and the fact that like clearly his wife was unhappy, mm-hmm. like. You can tell, like, he she he clearly, like, moved his wife and their kid out in the middle of nowhere. Like, iso- like <clears throat> isolating them, like how he isolated himself <clears throat> on the ship. So that's why, like, I had a bit of, a, like, a, not like an issue with the, with the show or anything like that, but kind of, like, whose side am I on mm-hmm. with him? Because I, I agree with you, like, Josh Hartnett's character, like, losing his family right in front of him, like, very tragic. But I feel like what he was lacking up there, it was like a connection. And that's what he was looking for. <clears throat> Just to kind of like 
<clears throat> feel something, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. And he even I I I don't think he even necessarily needed to like be with his not be with the family, but be with um, Aaron Paul's family. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think if like Aaron Paul had like uh, Aaron Paul's character had like stuck on the ship like more than just like a week, like a one day out of the week, maybe none of that shit would have happened. <laughs> I don't think so. Do you think it still would have happened? Yeah, because they're the most convenient and he knows her. Obviously he knows her because earlier in the episode he was Mm. like, you know, how's your wife and all kinds of stuff. Like, I think he knew something about an appointment she had or something. Yeah, but that that can be seen as like them talking and passing or something like that. Like they did, Josh Hartnett's character did mention about like, um hit himself and his wife meeting up with Aaron Paul and and his wife played by uh, Kate Mara. Um, but it always seemed like, to me, it seemed like it was like awkward. Like that meeting might've been awkward. Cause if you think about it, they're like two different lifestyles, you know, I don't think their meeting was awkward. I think mm-hmm. Aaron Paul's character was awkward mm-hmm. because it seems like, um, what's his name again? Josh Hartnett? Yeah, Josh Hartnett. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel like him, he's a warmer person, and so actually Kate Mara wanted to be, mm-hmm. like her character wanted to be, but couldn't, and she was, you know, constricted. Mm-hmm. I don't think that their meeting was very, gonna like, would have been very awkward. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think Aaron Paul's character was. Also, I know that you said about him being controlling and different things. Mm-hmm. That's not outside the bounds of how men were at that time. Yeah. I, yeah. That, and also, I don't mm. think that makes him a bad guy. Okay. I'm not, I'm not saying he's a, I'm not saying he's a bad guy. Like, I'm not saying like he got what he deserved or anything like that. I'm just saying like his lack of, I guess his lack of self-awareness and the fact that he's he's not in tune with like certain people's emotions and stuff like that cause like a rippling effect yeah i mean it did mm-hmm. but uh, he had enough of an emotion to recognize the fact that his partner was really struggling and mm-hmm. he wanted him to feel better mm-hmm. and he even he even offered up his own connection with his own family mm-hmm. to like to help him feel better. Okay. So I think like. Do you think he did that out of the goodness of his heart though? Yeah. I think it was both reasons. He needed. He needed him to be as stable as possible. Because they had what four more years up there. Mm-hmm. Um, but also at the same time. I think he really did care. Because the way he was commenting wasn't like. Well I need him to be stable. It was like. Mm. I feel bad for him. That's the thing. Like I don't. I mean. He can feel bad for him, but I feel like there's a sense of, like, I feel bad for him, but I feel bad for him for the mission. Like, and I I get that, like, when you have, like, when you have a mission set, it's like, these two people need to, like, work in tangent with each other. Is it tangent or tandem? Tandem. Tandem, thank you. Work in tandem with each other to, like, survive. Like, I get that. But you can still have a level of, like, coldness behind it, which, Mm -hmm. like, up there... In, the, in this scenario up in space that's not something that should be be part of the norm 
Because you're going to be in space for like, because they're like in year two of their six year mission. I disagree. Okay. Um, I think that if you're going to be in an environment like that, mm-hmm. you don't necessarily need to be very cold, but detached is a good thing. And I think, I think you're saying that they should be more connected and I think that they shouldn't be because like they, they need to have like really good control of their emotions and just mm-hmm. make sure that they're able to just do what they're supposed to do. That's the thing. You can't really do that if you're stuck in essentially a box for six years. But you're not because that's why you have the, the what are they called? The replicas? The replicas? Okay. Okay. Um, I don't know. I I just don't see Aaron Paul's character the way you do. I didn't like how cold he was, but Mm -hmm. I think that there are people like him out there. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's really easy to misunderstand someone who feels like that he actually reminds me of um someone that i worked with at cushman okay and um he was very weird was this your was this your not your boss boss but like your boss or like his lackey not even his lack oh are you talking about um not not andrew or luke andrew was your boss and i can i guess luke luke was his like partner in yeah if you want to call that relationship um no it wasn't it wasn't either of them oh okay um yeah so he i don't know i like i know what you're saying but i Mm -hmm. like i think the real dilemma here is like could you which side would you choose which side did you choose josh hartnett's side like a 100 percent. the reason why i chose his side and and the main reason, I guess, the the tipping point for me is when, um, after the events had happened, Josh Hardnett was like his character was at the table, and Aaron Paul like saw him, and then Josh Hardnett's character like kicked the chair, mm-hmm. like take a seat, and that's to me that was like, oh, he just needed a connection. That's all he wanted was like uh, someone to like at least hear him, and like his pain and stuff like that, because if I don't, I because I don't recall. I don't even recall Aaron Paul really giving his like condolences when like the where his character his character's family was like murdered. Yeah. So when he kicked that chair, it was just like, oh, now we're on the same level. Now you know what I'm going through. I mean, he went about it the wrong way, obviously. Like murder is murder, <laughs> but that's why I picked Josh. That's why I was, I was with Josh Hartnett's side because I was just like, well, Aaron Paul, you kind of. I asked about Aaron Paul, like if it was Aaron Paul that happened well, to him. Well, I mean, we all know that they're just characters. Yeah, so. the character was like, if you just listen to your, your boy. <laughs> there was no fixing that anyway. Like, I don't think anything Aaron Paul did mm. or did not do was going to fix it or make it worse. I don't think he needed... That's the thing, like, because, like, even, like, when, the, when they showed them, like, when they both had their separate lives and stuff like that... Um, even like the communication was very minimal. It was just like, how's this? How's this? All right. See you next Friday. I see you Friday. Like, that's it. Yeah. And my whole thing, I mean, it's, it's like case in point, having a job, just working like a nine to five, you got to be able to like build a relationship with the people you work with. I don't say it has to be like super personal, but you have to build somewhat of a relationship to work together. Um, so that the shit doesn't fall apart. And that's not even just like function wise. I'm talking about like mentally 
speaking. But I think it's different when you're only seeing each other for, I don't know, two hours tops once a week. Mm-hmm. If it, Yeah, every day. You go to work every day. Mm-hmm. You do need to have some kind of connection with the people you're with. Yeah. But if you're only seeing each other to, like, make sure you're passing your physical fitness tests mm-hmm. and, you know, just checking all the systems and then dipping out for the next week. Yeah. I think it's just like, oh, hey, hey, okay, cool. You know, okay, we're done. Bye. Yeah. I don't, I don't really think they needed a, a big connection. They just needed to pass their psych and everything to get up there. Mm. I guess I'm not looking for like a big connection, but a connection that's more, um, more than what it was. Well, um, and I do think that's Aaron Paul's fault. Yeah. But he's, I like, I can't say it's his, I think that you, you lay the blame with someone when I think it's just like, that's how it is like Mm -hmm. that's why i can't see it as it's his fault or the other's fault like to me it's like in their nature to be who they're gonna be so i can't like i don't know like you could see that they have issues both of them in their own way Mm -hmm. um but also aaron paul is kind of an idiot (laughs) yes because of his wife not just how he was treating her i'm not even talking about that i'm talking about towards the end when she's like hey Mm -hmm. i don't want him here anymore Mm -hmm. he's like well he's almost done with the painting Mm -hmm. like what does that even matter your wife is telling you yeah and that's the thing that kind of goes back into like his possessive nature like i'm hearing you but i'm not listening Mm -hmm. that kind of thing like i'm more worried about she's mine you know um that's my wife that's my life and everything as opposed of like like you shouldn't be touching her like you know like kind of give her like it was like he was giving her like lack of autonomy over her body with the whole like my 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 kind of thing yeah and that's what that's the thing i'm not saying like he deserved it like his family deserved that but at the same time he's like dude you didn't really like help the situation you had good intentions i'm sure you did but like it's, it it didn't work because those like intentions were like what's the, what's the word surface level shit i had a thought that i i think Mm -hmm. he would have been better served to use his replica Mm -hmm. to go to therapy once a week oh i know exactly (laughs) (laughs) and and the other thing that was in my mind was where is anybody i told my on on like they work for somebody. Oh yeah, one one of the argue, one of the complaints I I heard and it's a, it's a legit one. They have like these like replica bodies, right? Mm-hmm. There's not security like at any of these people's like like I'm not talking like visible security, but like hiding in the shadows kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like oh, red team go kind of shit, you know. And also like something could happen. Have mm-hmm. an alternative. Yeah, I like have another another body set up just in case or some shit like that. Yeah, yeah. But obviously, if that if that happened, we wouldn't have gotten that episode. <laughs> <laughs> Been like problem solved. Two minutes. The end. Yeah. Uh, all right. Um, so what do we got next? We're gonna do our recent review of The Flash. Oh my God! Flash! Hi. No. I love you. Thank you. Touching you into Mr. Wayne. No, please don't. Um, I need you here now, Barry. So you're saying you could travel back in time? 
Dr. Bruce, I can fix things. I can save people. I can save my mom. I can save your parents. You can also destroy everything. The synopsis is Barry Allen uses his super speed to change the past, but his attempt to save his family creates a a world without superheroes, forcing him to race for his life in order to save the future. Directed by Andy Muschietti. Uh, it's written by Christina Hodson. It stars Sasha Call, Colley, um, Ezra Miller, Michael Keaton, Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. Actually, I, I feel like you should. I, I feel like you miss one particular person. Ezra Miller. Yes, Ezra Miller mm-hmm. and Ezra Miller. Yeah. <laughs> um. Earlier, when you said the Flash, it almost sounded like you said the Flash. Kind of heard that too. <laughs> uh, Kelsey, what's your overall thoughts on the flesh? Doo doo. Doo doo? All right. Okay. Just Why? Doo doo. Why? Watery doo doo. <laughs> okay. Okay. I feel like this is going to be like a reversal a what? from last week's episode. <laughs> Why? Just, just go. I'll, 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 uh, when it's my turn, I'll play. Okay. Uh, Ezra Miller times two. Mm-hmm. It's really bad. Mm. Um, Ezra Miller can't say Barry the right way. How was he, he saying it? Barry. Ba- Barry. Yeah, like he's in the fucking. <laughs> so, like, no ho hang from exactly. Barry. Exactly. How Barry? He says Barry like that is a Barry. Okay. If he, if he, if I heard that, it probably made him more likable. No. Um, He is insufferable times two. Okay. Okay. Um, Then you have... Okay. You want to hear the light? You want to hear the actors? The the light of what I actually like about this movie? Yeah, yeah. That I hope that they keep moving forward with James Gunn. Okay. Is um, Supergirl. Sasha Kale? Or Mm -hmm. Sasha Kale? I totally agree with you on that. I... I thought this was a, this was a perfect Supergirl, like I was like yes, like make and supposedly there's talks to like bring her into James Gunn's universe. Mm-hmm. I really hope that is the case, um, because I wanted I wanted more of this character. Yeah, this performance. Yeah. Um. Okay. I really liked Michael Keaton. Okay. I didn't think I was going to. Mm-hmm. Because like. His movie, his Batman movie, was so long ago. Yeah, and you didn't grow up in the whole pop culture zeitgeist. Like, you weren't in the whole Michael Keaton as Batman, like, tornado. I think he was my Batman. Was he your Batman? Well, because I I remember we had had to go through the Batman movies when we were... Oh, no, he wasn't, though. He wasn't. Which one was it? I don't know. We'll name them off. There's Uh, only three of them. Michael Keaton... Michael Keaton, uh, Val Kilmer, George Clooney, Christian Bale. I think it was Val Kilmer. I felt like yours was actually Kevin Conroy. Well, as a kid, yeah, but I mean, oh. like live action. Mm-hmm. Um, the one with uh, Jack Nicholson. That's Michael Keaton. That was Michael Keaton. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. See, full circle. Okay. He was my Batman. Okay. I have no problem like holding your hand, and be like, "Come on, let's figure this out. We can do this. <laughs> we can do this. Power couple. We got it." Yeah, he he was my Batman. Okay. And 
that's why I was saying mm-hmm. um, hearing his they used his Batman music. Oh, the Danny Elfman soundtrack. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I think it's kind of funny how um, not only did they use the Danny Elfman soundtrack, they use it every time he was like Batman. <laughs> like they should camera if he's if he like whatever the composer for for the Flash, and then cut to Batman. Da-da-da-da. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. Do not care. Loved it. Uh, that, I really did like that. Do you think... I, I've heard this question before, and I'm going to ask you this. Do you think it was earned for, like, Michael Keaton to play Batman, like, here? I think that was the only way we were going to get him. Okay. Okay. Uh, like, I don't know about earned, right? Like... Like, in, in, the, in the, like, the grand scheme of things, like, for example... Um, like, do you think the movie would have done better, worse, or been about the same if, like, they didn't use Michael Keaton's Batman, but they they just used Ben Affleck's Batman, just like a different kind of version of him? That would have sucked. Or, sucked. or uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Do you know who that is? Yeah. Okay. Um, because he played Thomas Wayne in the Zack Snyder movies, Batman's mm-hmm. dad, or Bruce Wayne's dad. Um, and he was gun-ho to be like, I'll play Thomas Wayne, because in the Flashpoint, Thomas Wayne is... It's Batman. So do you think maybe he would have added something to it? I mean, I mean, we're kind of like just spitballing here. Ben Affleck's too dark. Mm-hmm. Jeffrey Dean Morgan mm-hmm. is like, I don't know how his Batman was, but anytime I've seen him on screen, on mm-hmm. screen, he's mm-hmm. like this close to having a fun, like a, a mental breakdown because he's a psycho. Okay. But that being said, that's the Thomas Wayne. That's the Flashpoint Thomas Wayne. Like that—that's yeah. it. I don't think that would have added anything good because okay. Ezra Miller's character is already. Both of his characters are already unhinged. Okay, gotcha. All so right. I think like Michael Keaton was the perfect play. Mm, okay, gotcha. Um, and I honestly don't know about anyone else. Um, I'm trying to think anybody else worth mentioning that I liked it. Um. I mean, could you imagine either of the other ones playing a huge part in this movie? Like, a huge, like, extended period? I think... I want to say no. Because... And that's the thing. Like, I... Like, like for example, I I love Christian Bale's Batman, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Dark Knight's one of, like, the greatest superhero movies ever, right? Mm -hmm. But we got... We already got the aging aging Christian Bale's Batman and Dark Knight Rises. So Mm -hmm. that would be kind of be like... Like, a rehash? What, yeah, be like, yeah, what are you doing? You know? Um, so, and don't get me wrong, I, I, you know, Michael Keaton, well, Kevin Conroy is my Batman, but like live action, yes, to me is Michael Keaton. Yeah. Right? So seeing him as Batman, I was like, f- like, fuck yeah, like all my childhood, like memories are coming, soaring back and everything. Um, and I say that because by the time his character showed up, I was like, all right, I'm digging the movie now. Yeah. Like, all right. Like, we got something a bit more focused on what the fuck we're we're doing with this movie. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like, like I don't mm-hmm. think Val Kilmer could have played, you know, like the mm-hmm. like Michael Keaton's character. I don't think he could have. Even if he was like healthy, because you know he has like no, yeah, I don't issues. even healthy. I don't think he could have because also mm-hmm. he's a little bit too much of like a stick in the mud. Mm, okay. okay. And also, um. What's the other guy's name? George Clooney? Yeah. He can't carry a fucking franchise. Like, he's an okay actor, but he's uh-huh. never been great. 
Like, I don't even think his Batman was super great. No, like, here's the thing. There's a lot of people who are, like, saying, like, and, you know, this is their jam. There are people who are arguing, like, Batman and Robin is, like, a good movie. And, like, we revisited that movie, what, like, last year? Mm -hmm. That movie is fuck all garbage. It's probably worse now than it was then. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah. Um, I think George Clooney probably should have just stuck to indie movies. Like I think he'd be a great indie actor, but not like he's, franchise. He's done some mainstream great, stuff. Well, that's the thing. He's done some great, uh, like non like non original. Uh, oh, sorry. He's 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 done plenty of non original or non IP stuff. His his independent stuff is actually pretty good. Or yeah. stuff that's not IP filled or anything mm-hmm. like that. They're actually good. Like Out of Sight's good. Uh, Three Kings. Mm-hmm. Um, even like The Peacemaker's not that bad. Um, but yeah, I mean that's oh, what's another one. Uh, Dangerous Mind, uh, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. He has a small role in that movie. Is for mm-hmm. his directorial debut. Great fucking film. One of yeah. my favorite movies of all time. Okay, we're, <laughs> we're focusing too much on Batman. <laughs> That's what we want to focus on. I know, right? <laughs> um, okay, so in terms of acting, it's just what it's uh, Sasha Kelly and Michael Keaton, right? Yeah, but you know what? Even though mm. I like Michael Keaton, I don't mm. think that his acting needed to be that great i just think mm. his batman needed to be great yeah if that makes sense no that makes that makes complete sense and so i don't think he i think him reprising the role obviously is important but i mm. don't think his acting was special i just think that his yeah, character was, was actually written true to how he was yeah it was like a warm blanket like that's bad that's my Batman. yeah um one thing that this movie did showcase was like the lack of giving ben ethic his own batman movie Mm-hmm. Like seeing him in in this movie, I was like, "This is like this sucks." He never got a solo Batman movie, and I've always made the argument that like he's not a he wasn't a bad Batman. He was just in bad movies, and it's it sucks because you know the Snyder vs. gone, which that doesn't suck, but it sucks that we didn't see him in his own his own superhero film, which yeah. I thought I thought it would have been great. Yeah, I I agree with you. Mm. I would have liked to see more of him before we just jumped into Pat Ro- I mean uh, Robert Pattinson. Pattinson. Yeah. Um. But also, yeah, nothing else. I just actually, <laughs> I really do think we missed the boat on that one too. Yeah, well, that's, you can blame WB for like fucking all that shit up. I blame WB for how much I hate DC right <laughs> now. I used to love their shit. That's true. Um. All right. In terms of uh, Andy Muschietti's directing, what's your opinion on that? I don't know if it has to do with writing mm-hmm. or directing more, but I think it's directing. Okay. I know it's a Flash movie, mm-hmm. but do you have to take painstaking amount of time to draw out every scenario of like what a day in his life was like and like how he felt and you know excuse me make everything slow motion and Mm. like they might as well have you know like also shot him taking a shit like (laughs) you were following him so closely with Uh like um, like not it felt like they weren't cutting away like time jumping enough you know like Mm. oh it's nighttime now like he's this place Mm. no he's like walking into his apartment and yeah. he's in his apartment and <laughs> like to tell you the truth i feel i feel like i don't think i don't really feel like that's his fault 
Adam Shetty's fault or even uh, Christina Hudson's fault. I feel that that was WB's fault because this movie was supposed to come out right after Justice League, and it's it had been in production for almost like ten years. Um, and I think I think if let's say if they did get that for, if they did get that Flash movie started over close to ten years ago, this would be like the third one, and like it could have been like the the end of the the, the whole Snyderverse. Uh, films, but like done correctly, mm-hmm. um, which would have allowed part, which would have allowed this is hypothetical speaking, obviously, which would have allowed the first one to be like, okay, we can justify following this character, him becoming the Flash and everything like that, as opposed to like f- this Flash movie having like he has to get to like time jump, you know, he has to get through all the stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why, because I got a sense where this is almost like two different movies. Mm-hmm. Like this is clearly like part one of something, and this is part two of something else. Mm-hmm. And it, the movie like suffers from it because yeah. you have a mindset of like not like you, but royal you. You have a mindset of like this movie's going to feature time jump. He's going to fix. He's trying to fix the past. He's wants to fix the future. All right, you don't want to waste with the other shit. Yeah, I don't know. I just think that he focused too much time on. Mm-hmm. Every single breath he took. Yeah. <laughs> the high guy's breakfast, his phone Seriously. call, you know, his issues with his, his dad being in jail, Iris. It's it's funny for like, for all the stuff they're throwing in here, it is pretty boring <laughs> to an extent. It's boring, but it's like, it's like when your mom drags you to the bank and you don't want to go and you're out in the world running mm-hmm. errands with her mm-hmm. and you start to get that like little fire of annoyance in your belly mm-hmm. and then you also have your very annoying sibling right next to you that won't shut the fuck up are you saying those are the two the two Ezra Millers yeah <laughs> okay yeah um yeah uh okay so Oh, and we should hmm. talk about hmm. how the movie looked. Oh, I was just about to bring that up. Yeah, it's that important yeah. that I thought about. It. I said it first. <laughs> okay, so let me so let me let me just go with the good. Okay, when there are times where Barry's in the like using the speed force, or certain or certain times where he's like running, mm-hmm. I thought it looked great. Like I honestly thought I was like this. This actually looks pretty fucking cool, mm-hmm. right? Like especially like the like I said the parts where he's using the speed force not the speed I force I actually to, agree with that yeah not the, not the part where he's using the speed force to like go at a certain time but when he's like running through it and like activating and like getting in tune with it and stuff like that mm-hmm. right even like the part where like he starts in Central City and has to run to like Gotham mm-hmm. I thought that looked pretty cool yeah I did too mm-hmm. um, there's first of all I like how he has to pose when he's about to run yeah uh-huh. like. Well, that's, that's I know it's kind of cheesy, uh-huh. but at the same time, like he's a superhero, he needs something like a Ginyu Force type Dragon Ball. Thing. Yeah, and he like I don't know, I kind of like that honestly, and how uh-huh. he like crosses his arms when he runs. Uh-huh. Um, I think I think there's been some conjecture in the news about you know about how people didn't like how it looked when he was in the speed when he was like running fast and how like how bad things look oh that was in the snyder when he was doing like when he was in sorry when he was in justice league because it looked so funky and weird oh 
I thought I thought they were talking about this movie. No, they're referring to his his character in Justice League, where he's kind of like arms flailing. Oh his legs yeah, that like did look that. really it, stupid. That's what I'm saying. It's like a huge improvement. Like, and it's funny how you said like how he kind of does his pose and everything, which I'm like, oh, that's very Flash. Like, yeah, yeah. Kind of like on your mark, you're ready, set, go, kind of thing. Um, I mean, that looked great. It did. <laughs> but the beginning action set action set piece. Oh boy, that was rough. Let me let me continue real quick about his running. Oh, okay, all right. But there's a lot of CGI mm-hmm. in his running that mm-hmm. looks awful, and I feel like it gets worse the mm-hmm. longer the movie goes on. Like it doesn't mm-hmm. have that much to do with him, mm-hmm. but some of the objects and the people that he sees and how they look mm-hmm. just they're not even adequate. Okay, I see that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had heard uh, there's an interview Andy Mush- Andy Mush- sorry Andy Muschietti had said because uh, a lot of people were complaining about like how how the CGI how the CG looked like, especially like at the beginning where like the babies are falling and stuff like that um, how like weird or like f- like poorly rendered how it looked and everything and he had said. Um, that they did that on purpose because how the way how Barry sees the world and how he moves or the flash, how he moves, his like visions kind of like distort it mm-hmm. and what he sees and everything. I think that's bullshit. Yeah, it sounds like bullshit. <laughs> yeah. And this is like WB. Like this is like a major uh, studio that makes, I don't know how much they make now, but they used to make billions upon billions of dollars every year. You tell me they couldn't really like, get into make sure the cg like was rendered well enough to make it convincing mm. like so the, it looked to the point where like where i was like i can see a better cutscene in a ps5 than this shit let me tell you something because mm-hmm. they used a lot of deep fake oh yeah for um the for two ezra's not just that but like other things other people that show up like oh yeah let's, let's say but that definitely the ezra ezra that was the worst one mm. they did a better job making rose into arnold schwarzenegger in that deep fake that you think is hilarious. oh my god <laughs> that looks way better uh and um that was one of the biggest things i had about this movie that i hated the cg the cg i was so bad mm-hmm. yeah um, oh hmm. the other thing and I don't yeah. think this is a spoiler. Okay. The, um, you know how, like, some things, they don't necessarily need to make sense because it's a superhero movie. Mm. But when there's something major that you're like, oh, you can't do that mm. because, you know, like, just don't do that. And then they, they did it in the beginning of the movie. Mm. And you're like, but you said you can't do that, like, later in the movie. Mm. Like with the babies and different things. Oh, okay. Mm. Like you, you. You mean you can't like move somebody? You can't move somebody. Yeah, at a high speed. You can okay. move things, but uh-huh. not people. Uh-huh. But that's what he did with the babies. Well, with the babies, not so much. Um, like for example, there was like a baby that was falling, um, and he put it like in a microwave, and he was able to like move the microwave, but not move, not worry about moving the baby. And when it came to like certain certain like certain other babies, he kind of like just lightly had just like pushed them 
as opposed of like grabbing them and then like running with them. Yeah. I don't know how much I agree with that. Disagree with all of it. Because <laughs> he's touching objects that are then touching the babies. Like, mm-hmm. you can't... It didn't look like surgery to me. It looked mm. like, uh, Maybe like luck. A, yeah, okay. I see, you know what I mean? I see what you're saying. I don't... I, I think I, it was I, messy. So, to me, it just uh, didn't track what he said later about you can't move people. Okay. I, I don't fully agree with that. I think, to me, it, the, the logistics of it did make sense. Um... Uh, because we had an example of like this is what happens when you move somebody like that, yeah. And the the fact that like none of the babies had done that, I was like, okay, so like they found a, like it makes sense in the context of like the movie and what they were trying to aim for. I feel like I feel like what what uh, your issue was they didn't either explain it well enough or they kind of like what's it called um, like wrote that shit back. Yeah. Okay. But also like. It just kind of also messes with the logistics of it, I think, too. Mm-hmm. When he's fighting people, he's touching people. Yeah. He's moving them. So what happens with that? Kind of nothing? Mm. You mean like when he, punch- when he like punches a person? When he punches or kicks or, you know, mm. like steamrolls them or whatever. Well, I would have... In the, in the whole... I mean, and I'm not saying... Well, I'll, I'll throw this in, in the form of when it comes to like comic books, like certain like certain superheroes, they essentially like pull their punches. Like when it comes to like humans and stuff like that. Like Spider Man is a, a key example. Oh, Superman is like an example. Superman is he he's only like rarely gone to like full potential, and that's like when he fight like when he fights like Dark Side or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Even Spider Man pulls his punches and stuff like that. So I, my mind is already kind of like calculating be like okay well clearly like the flash is like pulling his punches otherwise he would just like obliterate a person or some shit like that yeah okay kelsey's gotta read comics just like read like 100 years worth of comics okay i'll tell you why i disagree with you when we get into the spoiler section section? Mm -hmm. okay um okay before we get in the spoiler section i do have to say something about ezra miller in this movie about how dead he is in the eyes? I actually didn't mind his performance. Not too much. Like, <laughs> like there are times where he was, like, too much. Like, when it, when it was the other Barry, like, the alternate timeline Barry, I was just like, damn, dude, you are fucking annoying. Right? Um, and so when the base timeline Barry was, like, acting, like, kind of, like, acting against him, I thought it worked really well. Um... It didn't bother me how they were being serious inside. Like there, there are a lot of emotional moments that Miller had to like really have like those um, heart wrenching or gut punching mo- moments, like emotional gut punches, which I thought really worked really well. On the other side, when is that Barry? When the when it was the alternate timeline Barry, I was like, dude, I want to fuck this movie at certain times. Like I get what you're saying, like twice the Barry like twice the pain or something like that yeah um but it didn't it didn't bother me too much okay no respect for you ever no again. respect for me just because he was less annoying as base barry uh, doesn't th- mean he wasn't annoying that's the thing like i'm not saying he was less annoying i'm saying like when he had to act he was able to like do it really well 
and I, and I, and I, this is this is because I'm comparing, I'm comparing his Barry to like the stuff we've seen in past movies, mm-hmm. where I'm like, dude, you have like ADHD or some shit like that. And the times where he didn't have, don't get me wrong, he done it a couple times in this movie. But when he got serious, I was like, all right, this is the Barry Allen I know. Like that's that's the acting that I think he should have like gave out a while ago. I think if I'd have seen him in something not related to any of these movies where mm. he was serious, mm. I probably would have liked it. Because mm, the gotcha. only scene that really makes me think that is uh, when he has that, the, you know, the tears rolling down his eyes at mm. the towards the end. Mm. Okay, I gotta show you Perks of Being a Wallflower. He's, that's that's the movie that got him, like, recognized. Mm. That's a really great movie with him. I'm sorry, with them. Are you sure you want to make me watch something good when he's, you know, gonna be out? I don't think he's going to be... So I got to stop saying that. I don't think they're going to be out of Hollywood. They're just kicked out of DC. Or maybe they're they're not going to... Maybe Warner Bros. is never going to hire them again. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Yeah. So, you want to get into the spoiler section? Mm-hmm. All right. So, yeah. We're going to get to the spoiler section. We're going to talk at great lengths about uh, Annie Muschietti's The Flash. So, if you don't want to be spoiled, here's your spoiler bumper. Right about now. All right, prove me wrong. About. Oh, about so let's let's. Get oh, the, the pulling the punches thing. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's get, let's get get that debate over with. Okay, he has no reason to pull his punches when he is fighting uh, with um, what's her name? Well, Supergirl. He doesn't fight Supergirl. With with her alongside oh, her. Okay, okay. So when you're referring to the Kryptonians, mm. no, he's not pulling his punches there. Okay. No, I agree with you. I'm just I'm talking about just like in terms of like the bad with guys people? And, with people and the bad guys and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. That's it. That's <laughs> <laughs> Calm down, Kelsey. Okay. That's it. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. You thought you had had a major battle? I thought I was just like, oh shit, we're gonna really get into it now. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> okay. Um all right, so the CG. Let's go back to the CG, because that's, like, one of the biggest issues with this movie. Okay. Mm-hmm. In particular, um, when he's, when he's like, in the Speed Force, like, trying to figure out what time he's going to go to and shit like that, like, it was, it to me, it looks so jumbled up and, like, poorly rendered that it almost, like, kicked up my tryptophobia. I can see where you're coming from. Uh, I thought the idea was really cool, and I kind of like yeah, how it looked. Yeah, the concept, great. I don't think anything's wrong with it. Just the execution is just fuck all. Yeah. So everything looked plastic. Mm-hmm. I hated that part. Yeah. Um, the jumbled part, I'm okay with because it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Especially like if we're trying to see what he sees, we obviously can't keep up. Yeah. Yada yada. Yeah. I like the fact that it's like in a kaleidoscope or something. It's like how when mm. you watch the spokes in like a like a not a tire, like yeah. a bike tire. Not no, not even just a bike tire. Like anything that's moving really fast, like a car mm. tire. Oh okay, yeah. 
and you see them moving uh-huh. and then it you know all of a sudden it starts looking like it's going backwards oh okay yeah, no, like yeah, that's yeah. how to me that was supposed to come across like mm. like you can see things going forward and backward and like mm-hmm. it it's just kind of all melding together mm-hmm. and kind of skippy in a way okay okay and you didn't have an issue with that no because my brain could kind of make sense of that no i that's what i'm saying like i'm not i'm not necessarily like i'm not saying that i can make sense of it it, it made sense to me but it, it just it's like that it's like that thing like i told you about because like because like george Clooney shows up at the end you know hit that that batman shows up at the end right and like it just like with that and what i saw it just didn't feel right like i was just like oh like yeah, I, it's kind of hard to explain you just kind of just feel uncomfortable watching it once again i think it's because my tryptophobia was like starting to peak i think that might be it but for me mm-hmm. what i didn't like was the plastic and that the plastic be. look yeah i think that's my biggest biggest problem with it yeah also the whole running backwards thing like i get that you want to do something different mm-hmm. but it just looked kind of dumb Running backwards, we were referring to. Whenever he's um, running fast to break the speed force barrier, or whatever uh, you want to call it. Yeah. Then he's look like his legs are running backwards. Oh, to like slow down and like see what he's looking at. No, like people run like this, mm-hmm. and he was running like this. Oh, I didn't. I didn't catch that. You didn't see that at all. Every time he was well, in that like that bubble, that gold bubble mm-hmm. his legs were he was like running in reverse his body his upper body wasn't but his lower body was i didn't notice that it didn't, it didn't look like that to me it looked like he was like just running like normally no, he was not oh i like he said that not he was not <laughs> <laughs> um so what did you think now this this movie does the thing that i feel like it's, it's become more common in, in movies where like we're superpower beings are like fighting and stuff like that um so what did you think about like that whole landscape where like they fought all the kryptonians and stuff like that it was boring do you think it was boring really it was really boring like mm. you know it kind of reminds me like if you go if you go anywhere in the in- inland empire mm-hmm. where there's nothing mm-hmm. and the sun's out mm-hmm. but maybe it's like I don't know, four o'clock or three o'clock in the afternoon. And mm-hmm. yeah. everything's kind of foggy or hazy, but it's not like cloudy or anything. It's just like a haze. Yeah. And it's boring and I hate that. <laughs> and that's what you saw with this? Yeah, there was nothing. There was nothing uh, interesting. Uh, it was just fucking dirt. <laughs> even like how the two bears were like running like in, t- in tandem together and stuff like that i feel like you were asking me about the battlefield like no i'm their physical location no no i guess i guess, i guess what i'm what i was implying was because a lot of these like key example right like transformers right this can be a spoiler to transformers uh rise of the beast um like when they were fighting it was like an empty like land right yeah. like empty service right or whatever um as opposed to like just being cities where shit is being like knocked down and stuff like that. Oh, right? gotcha. Like, mm-hmm. like to me, it's funny because like it because when you're saying it was boring, I kind of feel the same way. Like, oh, this is kind of plain. Um, but like, what's going on? I don't know. It was so weird because like when certain- did you feel like it was like kind of a nice change of pace though? Within the movie? No, like from how everyone else is always attacking a city. It was, and the I guess the part I'm trying to imply is like 
okay, here we go. This is what I was having a problem with. Now it's, it now it just came to me. When the camera when the camera was doing like these like extreme wide shots, it almost looked like tiny figures like like fighting oh. and stuff <laughs> like that. But when it got closer, I was like, cool, I'm seeing the action, right? Like there were parts where like the two bears are like running and like they're like have lightning bolts and everything like that. Mm-hmm. But like I don't know, I just got this sense of like, oh, it's just like string. Like just be like running and stuff like that. I get what you're saying, and I think that's why I feel the way I do about where they were. Mm, okay. Because when they're so wide shot, you're mm. like, there's nothing around them. There's no, there's no stakes. Yeah. So like, yeah, I get like it's not another city, mm-hmm. but it could have been a town, <laughs> or like, that's true. you know, uh, Crystal Lake. Crystal Lake. Why Crystal Lake? What's the place or Crystal Camp Crystal or whatever? You talking about where Jason Voorhees? Mm-hmm. Is it? <sighs> They could have done it at like a, a camp. They done like, it at a camp, yeah. With yeah. With, <laughs> with Jason with his machete. <laughs> um, but yeah, when they were like when they got when we start seeing like the action like closer and stuff like that, I was like, all right, this is cool. Like I'm digging this, you know. Um, especially like the parts where Supergirl and like uh, and uh, what's his name, General Zod are like fighting. I thought mm-hmm. that was cool. I like it. Remind it actually reminded me of of Man of Steel, when Superman was fighting like the other Kryptonians, like uh, like um, in Smallville and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Like how cool that looked, and like it reminded me of that. You know, it just less less destruction, less like uh, what's the word? collateral damage and shit yeah. like that. I liked uh, Supergirl's suit. A lot. That suit looks sick as fuck. Also, I like how... It's not that she's cold. Mm. It's that she's kind of, like, beyond our ability to, like, our our comprehension. Mm. Like, that's how I feel about her. Like, you're not supposed uh. to comprehend her because she's beyond what humanity could even be. Yeah, and I, I feel like there's there's obviously, like, a level of a level of detachment because all she knew all she knew of humanity was like she got locked up and she's been in prison for like 20 years or something like that mm. right um or however long she was like in prison so she has like this level of detachment of like this is your guys's problem this isn't mine i feel like um the rock could learn something from her <laughs> go on because that's how his character was supposed to be in black adam oh like the t- <laughs> <laughs> seriously like, like and she did a better job than he did yeah, at the same feeling like you can you can be detached and he still emote mm-hmm. as opposed to just being completely detached and just has like a what a scowl i think is the word i'm looking for yeah like a scowl like a dour face yeah 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 um and uh what else about her the parts where she like had a, the parts where she really had to emote like that scene where um, where Zod was like, Zod was telling her like, "Oh no, the Codex is in you," and she's like, "No, it's in Clark." And he's and he's like, "No, we intercepted the pod like when it was like still a baby and stuff like that." And then when he had said, when Zod had said, um, "The child didn't survive," and how she like loses her shit, mm-hmm. that I was like, "Fuck yeah!" Like that's dope. Yeah. Um. So th- this is the thing that I did not like. Mm-hmm. Um. She doesn't understand humanity. They've treated her like shit for such a long time. Mm-hmm. She doesn't trust Barry. 
or mm. any of the people he's with. Yeah. But it doesn't take very long for her to be oh, like. Oh, yeah, I totally agree. It was like, like a her, her, complete 180. Yeah, her arc was like 30 seconds. <laughs> I totally get what you're saying. Her arc was like, I'm going to fly. Oh, Doc's killing people. Okay, I'm going to go back. And then she's <laughs> right, like, and I will help you. <laughs> she's like, why did you help me? Because we're good people. Okay. Yeah, da, I know. Da, 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 da. I know. It wasn't just okay. It was like, you know what the symbol means? Oh, right. Damn it. How'd you know? <laughs> Um. Oh, another thing I wanted to mention that I that I liked about the movie, and some people complain about this, but I I thought it was great. Um, like I had always envisioned Michael Keaton Michael Keaton's Batman as like like how we see Batman now, like just fighting has like you no know, all like, these fighting styles and like tactical with his moves and stuff like that. You know, we've seen that with like bale's batman robertson's batman ben affleck's batman like all that kind of stuff right Mm -hmm. so we get that with like michael keaton's batman where he's like he's 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 this badass right and not just like just like imposing character but like no i'm a fuck you up type character Mm -hmm. and i like that even though it it didn't really make sense because how old he was yeah it was just like okay grandpa like how are you making these moves but at the same time i was like this is cool i I totally with it (laughs) Look, we got our Batman movie after all these years. I know, I know, right? Like, and I think I honestly think it was a good send off with for the character or for like that Batman because you know it's Batman dies. And I was like, all right, like maybe that's why Keaton wanted to do it. He was like, all right, this is gonna be like the end of my character. Mm-hmm. You know, Bale got his. You know, Kilmer and Clooney never got theirs or anything. Even like Kevin Conroy in a sense kind of got his too. Yeah. Um. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. Uh, oh yeah, we got time. All right, so two things real quick. One is okay. So you know how like he at the end of, near the end he realized what he has to do, which is like he has to have his mom die, right? Like his mom has to die. Mm-hmm. Okay, and he like removes he like removes the tomato can so like the father can back and get the tomato. You know, then she gets murdered, right? <laughs> for like a split <laughs> for like I would say a split second. I say for about five seconds. I thought it was gonna re- <laughs> that was gonna be revealed that like Bear was gonna have to kill her. Oh, I did kind of <laughs> think that too. The like, way they were <laughs> the way they were doing it, it was like he was looking at a dog he had to put down. Yeah, exactly. Like he had like his sunglasses, <laughs> beanie. I'm like, oh, he's gonna have to murder his mom, and that's the twist. He's the killer, or some shit like that. But obviously, they didn't yeah. go that route. <laughs> no, um, I'm really upset. Like. You know how mm. when you watch a movie mm-hmm. and something crazy happens and then it was all just a dream? Yeah. And you feel like you wasted your time yeah, watching I this hate, movie? I hate shit like that. This movie did that to me. Oh, like none of it really... Like no, it, was, it was all like a dream. dream not thing. just that it was a dream, mm-hmm. but that the entire thing was made uh, like moot mm. by one thing he did at the end. Uh, you talking about the tomato can thing? No, I'm talking about the surveillance camera thing. Oh, okay. Like, he mm-hmm. didn't learn his fucking lesson. So, to me, yeah, it just kind of, like, like wh- takes away the trials and tribulations that he went through that he was trying yeah. to teach himself. Yeah. And then he's doing the thing. Like, it's all over the map, and that's why I'm annoyed with him mm. the whole time anyway, because he doesn't learn anything. He's mm. just as stupid. Mm-hmm. He's only very like fractionally smarter than the idiot version of him. Mm, okay. Okay. Um, okay. So, 
Oh, we didn't even talk about this. Holy shit. The fucking... Uh, we keep going back to the CG, but it makes... It, it, it's, it's, it's really for, bad. It's for a reason. So that, that part where they showed the different variations of like Superman mm-hmm. and one different Batman. I don't know why they only picked one. Man, that looked horrible. Like Chris, like it was Chris Reeve and um, I remember the actress who played Supergirl. Uh, why I look her up? I think they could have learned something from Doctor Strange on how to like do that kind of thing. Go on. Like, cause his world's the world melding and different things is just like cooler looking and more realistic looking. Uh, Helen Slater. There you go. Uh, yeah, it was Christopher Reed and Helen Slater. It was like, deep, like you said, deep fake type shit, right? It looked really fucking bad, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then they had George Reeves, which to me didn't really bother me so much, but that's because like George Reeves' look is like, we've only seen him like in black and white movies and stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. it's our black and white programs, uh, Superman. So I was like, okay, I can kind of get by that. Um, the Adam West one looks pretty weird. Uh, however, I did like the Nicolas Cage Superman. Yeah. <laughs> I did because I was like, holy shit. Like, I mean, it's been like well documented that like there's supposed to be a Superman movie written by Kevin Smith, directed by Tim Burton, right? And there's like this whole documentary of like what could have been and stuff like that, right? Um, but just seeing it happen, I was just like, I love it. <laughs> I was totally behind it. Yeah. Um, okay. So I'll ask you. I'll, I'll ask you this, and I feel like this is something that was definitely worth bringing up. Do you think the events leading up to this movie being released really hurt the box office numbers? Um, so I'll give you an example. So the Flash only made like fifty-five million dollars, mm-hmm. right? Um, where like typically like a a Marvel or or a superhero film should make at least a hundred million over the weekend. Okay, so it's only made fifty five million. How much did they spend? So uh, two hundred million dollars, and that's not in, and let's include fifty to another hundred million for just for advertising. Mm-hmm. So upwards of three hundred million dollars, okay. and they've only made fifty five million dollars domestically. My internet's this laptop's doing shit on me. Um. So given what happened so i'll 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 read you the factors okay okay one is the whole ezra miller ezra miller controversy about him essentially terrorizing a number of people over like what a one to two year span the movie took almost 10 years james gunn pretty much said we're creating a whole new universe so therefore this universe is like dead dead um and then the writer strike now I say the writer strike because a lot of late night shows are not airing now because they have writer they they rely on writers. Mm. Um, so there was little to no promotion in the in the late night circuit. Okay, but I don't think late night circuit. I know a lot of people watch that stuff, mm-hmm. but I don't think that's. I feel like society's changed. I don't think mm-hmm. it's as important as it used to be. Mm-hmm. I think social media is where it's at. Mm-hmm. And I haven't seen a lot of that on there. That's the thing. I can't, I'm not going to really, I can't really say. I, I say I'm not I, saying that it's not important. I'm yeah. just saying oh, okay. social media is more important now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 And they could have done a better job at that. And like, if you're going to allocate money towards something mm-hmm. for advertising, it's, 
I mean, other movies do, like Netflix does it. Mm. You see shit everywhere. Why didn't we see this there? I only saw it in theaters. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, plus, like, the whole... Going back to the the Miller controversy and late night, um, he... Oh, sorry. He, God, I'm so saying that. They... Did they they did little to no promotion or like very selective like interviews and stuff like that, um, but not by choice. That's because like all the controversy that like went along with their their persona, their personality, and everything like that. Um, so it's you know normally when it becomes like when it comes to advertising like a new movie, the lead does all these fucking interviews because mm-hmm. the lead is like I'm I stand behind this film. Um but Miller couldn't do that. <laughs> uh I disagree about that. Mm. The way things are these days, mm. if you have conflict, mm. you get more viewers. I definitely don't want to say that's true cuz look at uh what's the name? Uh Don't Worry Darling. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. There was plenty of conflict, and that movie didn't do so well. Yeah. Uh, I get what you're saying. It's like I, I it's I like watching a train wreck, and you're curious about how the movie actually turned out. Yeah, but I that's the thing. Some people they just get turned off by people's actions, and they're just like, I'm not gonna bother. I'm not gonna support that. Yeah. And like I I know there are people who do like train wrecks, but there are also a lot of people who are just like, I don't want to be anyway any way affiliated with that shit. Yeah. Uh, all right, it's so the last thing. Um, think the, uh, how much do you think the movie holds up? <laughs> you think people should check it out? It's already geriatric, huh? I know, right? No, I don't think anyone should want should. Oh well, I think the movie is trash. Mm-hmm. If you are curious about uh, Sasha, what's her last name? Sh- Sasha Kaley or Sasha Kale? C A L L E. I'll say Kale. Mm. I think. She's worth it, but mm. she's not in the movie for very long, so mm. uh, maybe yeah, just don't watch it. I say maybe check it out, and that's because like Michael Keaton is Batman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very telling you, I'm very curious of what's gonna happen to Miller after this. I like, I'm, and here's the thing, I think it's sorry, I think their career suffered, but not compared to like minority actors yeah i can see that like mm-hmm. like let's say for example like the john the majors mm-hmm. thing okay it's still up in the air but like what's happening he hasn't gone to try he hasn't gone to trial or anything like that but there's already this public opinion of like that dude's trash like cancel him cancel him yeah. now no, sorry I canceled, because I someone accused him and then rescinded their accusation and now he's got that stink yeah there's like nothing like confirmed but when it comes to like miller there's like footage there's reports there's like <laughs> actual like people like he's a actual threat and shit like that. Mm-hmm. No one's like recanting their shit. Um and, you know, not to bring race in there race in here, but that is something that is a thing. He's like um They. Sorry, they. Hmm. Like uh, an amalgamation of Homelander. <laughs> okay. And what's the other one? The the fish one? Oh, the deep? Yeah. Yeah, but like lacking personality. That's what I'm saying. More mm. like Homelander. Homelander. But see, there's something charming about Homelander. No. You know. He's not charming at all. He's got that charming he's when just he smiles. creep. Those, them cold, dead blue eyes. That's where he gets the eyes from. Or that's where they get the eyes from. Miller? Mm-hmm. I can see that. 
right. Um, what have we got next? Next, we're going to do our variety time. You sure it's called variety time? Um, <laughs> I mean, it is. It's just an obscene and obscure. Honestly, could not wait. This is my favorite part of this show. This is like the obscene and the obscure. This is the reason not to quit this week because <laughs> we were both kind of like uh, kind of like tired. Yeah, it's like it's Thursday and the flash. Yeah, and the flash and everything like that and uh, other stuff getting in the way. Um, but you're right, Trancers, 1984. Uh, Do you think March. that's the best year ever? Oh, no, it came out in 1984. I thought it was 85, because you're right, 84. Best year ever. <laughs> ever. It came out in 84, but it was set in 1985, which is it was stupid. Set, it was set in the future. <laughs> A year. Yes, in the future. <laughs> um, so a quick, a quick synopsis for those who have not seen Trancers. Uh, a gruffy bounty hunter travels back. A and gruffy? Oh, Gruff. <laughs> McGruff. Hey, gr- Gruff. McGruff. He has a trench coat. Anyway. A gruff bounty hunter travels back in time to 1980s Los Angeles to stop a twisted criminal who can transform people into zombie-like creatures. Just reading that makes me w- want to rewatch the movie. I know. Um, all right. Quickly. Quickly, overall thoughts. Amazing. Amazing? Yeah. Um, I mean, the acting is very... Um, B movie, very B movie, like uh, '80s B movie. Uh-huh. Uh, the things that don't make sense make the movie better. Uh-huh. And um, there's some shit that happens that you're like, "What the fuck?" And uh-huh. you're laughing your ass off. And and we'll we'll get into this further. Um, but obviously, one of the greatest line deliveries in all of B movie cinema. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> and what the fuck? What the fuck? Um, all right. Those are two different characters. Uh, yeah. So yeah, the film directed by Charles uh, Charles Band, uh, written by Danny Bilson, Paul De- DeMille, Paul um, Tim Ro- Tim Thomerson as Jack Death, and Helen Hunt mm-hmm. as uh, Lena. She was really young in this movie. Super young. I think we we said that she was what maybe like in her late twenties or something like yeah, that. Like I believe twenty. I don't know. She was in her, I think, early early to mid-20s. Yeah. Um, all right. So, one, this movie pops off in an amazing way. In the future, where gr- grimy, dirty little diner still exists. Mm-hmm. Right? And Jack Death had already, he already looks like a badass. Mm-hmm. You know, as, as the quote, the character, uh, only squids have dry hair. No, no, dry hair's for squids. That's yeah, what you said. Dry hair's for squids. Dry hair's for squids, right? Slick back hair, scar, battle scar, and shit like that. Um, and the way how it pops off with, like, hey, you're a trancer. No, I'm not. And then look out behind you. And, like, this, like, zombie like uh, wait- waitress uh-huh. <laughs> starts attacking him and shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, little to no explanation. Like, oh, okay, we're here. We're doing this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I kind of had a hard time getting into it in the beginning. Mm-hmm. I think it was just because of the old look of it, and I don't like 
I'm okay with old movies, mm-hmm. and I'm all okay, kind of, with movies that are in diners. Uh, but I don't like movies with old diners. Okay. I don't know what it is. It's just mm. like depression. It, can, it's like grimy and dirty. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. Especially like if the if it's the diners that obviously have been taken care of. Yeah. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Like it just feels like mm. low economic. Like mm-hmm. none that. Poor people shouldn't eat well, but I mean, like, it just feels like I'm here because my boyfriend left me. Like, that's kind of like the it's kind of like the Denny's, uh, the Denny's thing. Pat Oswald said this in the joke. He said that, he said this in a joke in his, I think his last uh, comedy special, where he was like, "Denny's isn't the place you start your journey; it's where you're at the end of it." Yeah. Where you're like, "What <laughs> happened? What did we do?" I think that's exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what I mean. Oh, okay. I got it. Yeah, that makes that makes complete sense. <laughs> yeah, like the movie it's, it's funny, the movie like like I don't think it gets I don't think it gets better until like the eight, when they when Jack Death jumps into the eighties. Mm-hmm. Um even though like there's like a lot they're throwing in at the beginning, like the fact that like apparently like Los Angeles like what under under the sea I don't remember. Was there like a big earthquake or something like that? I'm yeah, there was. There, was. A- mm-hmm. there yeah. was fires. It's like we relive the earthquake of what nineteen oh eight or something again. Yeah, yeah. And then like in San Francisco, like the 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 land is lawless or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. Or it's like a what's it called like a totalitarianism? No, totalitarian. No, I would say maybe authori- authoritarian. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'm thinking more of that. I think it is that. Mm. Um. But, like, you're supposed to kind of, like, root for this system that clearly, like, don't know what the fuck they're doing, but, like, want to hold, like, a tight grip on society. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it's just, like, how do we combat that? Let's have a guy who's even eviler by going, who's going to... Eviler. Go, eviler. Who's more evil because uh, he's going to go in the past. Mm-hmm. And, like... <laughs> wait. He's going to go in the past to kill the ancestors of the people who are, like, head of... The, head of of the police force or like that right Mm. but the police force is like kind of shit and like like i said uh rules it with an iron fist Mm. so in a way you're just like are they is it is it is it what the bad guy's doing really bad or maybe trying to free the (laughs) trying to free people (laughs) from the system that's like had a tight grip on them for so long yeah it's like uh you know villains are the hero of their own story that is very true that is very true um, loud ass table. <laughs> that table agreed with me. It's like black. Speaking of villains, uh, who are heroes in their own story, um, Michael Stephanie, who played Whistler, his everything was just like it was. It was like Darth Vader without the mask. <laughs> what? Like the way how he would like deliver his lines and shit. Um. I am going to like I can't. God, I feel like I need to rewatch that movie. Because <laughs> yeah, like my brain purged a lot of it. Oh, did it? <laughs> it did. I just remember the funny parts and like mm. how Helen Hunt was. Uh huh. But I don't remember like things that characters I don't give a shit about said. <laughs> and I didn't give a shit about that guy. Well, like, cer- like there's certain actions. Like, the way how the dude was, like, his demeanor and everything looked very, like, I'm being a supervillain, but I'm trying too hard to be a supervillain. Mm. That that kind of demeanor he had. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, even like Helen Hunt's like her actions and shit like that. <laughs> he was Gru. Gru. From uh, Despicable Me. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah, but less less animated. <laughs> Pun intended. Yeah. But yeah, even like Hel- it's Helen, like Helen Hunt's actions don't make sense for like most of the, not most of it for some of the movie, like when uh, where Jack Death takes <laughs> Jack the so the uh, Jesus Christ, <laughs> so the ancestors there's like these people are they need their ancestors protected, and in order to do this they got to give Jack Death's like a picture of what they look like, and mm-hmm. it's always like the worst picture, like something they found out of a fucking trash can. Yeah. Um, and the Jack Death has to go to like uh what's it called? Like a tanning salon? A tanning yeah, yeah a tanning salon to like to like save this guy. And Helen Hunt is like in the car and she like takes off in the car, mm-hmm. but then she comes back. Yeah. Like no reason. <laughs> they like, don't give you a, an exact reason. Like you kinda understand that she's leaving because she's scared. Yeah. But she also didn't have to take his car. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then she's like, Yeah, I came back because some of what you said made sense. I'm like, what? I know. Like, what What part made sense? Well, also, like, you already saw enough evidence to have stuck with him if you were going to at this time. Yeah. So you didn't leave because it didn't make sense. I feel like... <laughs> I feel like... Uh, let me see. Who was the writer? Uh, Danny Bilson and Paul DeMeo? Yeah. I feel like when they were writing that... I, for all I know, they could have written something better and Charles Band would have been like, fuck it. Like, I don't care. But I feel like there's either like a scene missing or they just forgot to include the reason why Helen Hunt came back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, because, yeah, D- Jack Death gets, he gets stuck in a, it's supposed to be a tanning booth, but what did you call it? Oh, uh, the bottom of a very large uh, laundry basket. Yeah, <laughs> like a silver laundry basket. He's like stuck in the doorway, right? Sorry, he's stuck in there. He can't get out. Mm-hmm. For some reason, the the transfer that got oh, sorry, and the transfers those are the zombie like creatures. Um, the transfer like threw him in there, but like the, you see, we see the transfer again. He blew his brains out, mm-hmm. and it was just like, when did that? Ha- I feel that's the, I feel like there's a scene missing yeah. explaining any of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like yeah, because like this movie's like an hour and sixteen minutes. I feel like there's like it could have been like an hour thirty. <laughs> Yeah, there's probably like an hour 30 they had. I mean, it's not an hour 30. It's probably maybe like 15, 20 minutes they had to cut out for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> uh, any any parts you can think of that you're just like, I love this. I love this part. Um, Kind of any time that mm. Jack Death uses his watch. Oh, the speed. <laughs> Which was twice. <laughs> yeah. The watch that's supposed to stop time around the world. For 10 seconds. For, no. Yeah. No, for one second. But like one second equals to 10 seconds yeah, to yeah. Jack Death. Right. Which in, in what's it called? In when the thing works, it's like clearly it's like two minutes. It's working. Mm. Um, and apparently... I, <sighs> That, I always think this is funny. This is always the go-to when it comes to people you working in super speed, that they move either normal speed while the world around them is like moving in slow speed, mm-hmm. or the world around them is stuck and the person moves in slow motion, <laughs> which makes no sense whatsoever. No, but this guy, the world was moving really slow, uh-huh. 
but he was also kind of like, he was like a burglar and like a, like a hijinks, you know, type show. <laughs> okay. You know, where he's all like, like kind of slow and kind of like tiptoeing and like. Let's <laughs> picture Jack Death just like tiptoeing, like, eh, like trying to be quiet <laughs> and everything. And like trying to think of all these things that he could do, but uh-huh. it would have been easier for him just to shoot the guy and then save the girl. Like. Yeah. Like, or, he had time to do that. Yeah, he had a gun. He could have shot the bad guy. Like, right... Wait! He could... <laughs> like, the movie would have ended already. Yeah, like, he didn't have to go through the whole thing, because he knew... He knew that Whistler was in the body of a cop. hmm Okay, or like a police chief or some shit like that, right? Mm-hmm. All he had to do was just find him, get close enough to him to use the watch... Mm-hmm. Walk up to him and just blow his brains out. Or, like, send him back in time. <laughs> and, like, that would have been, you know, movie done. 20 minutes. He knew he was a police chief. So all he had to do was look for the police, police chief. Yeah, exactly. Just, like, walk in there and be like, okay, beep, boop, that's it. Like, if you're a cop mm-hmm. and your job is basically to kind of regulate time, right? Like, mm-hmm. they're able to time travel and shit. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the issues that they're having. Yeah. Wouldn't they teach you in, like, what's that, in Academy? Mm. The different eras? Like, like history would become very important. Oh, And they yeah. have enough archival footage and, uh-huh. like, like, how would you do if you lived in this era for, like, two days? Like, would you understand oh, yeah. the language yeah. or the, the society like, and, like, how to fit in? What's where, like, yeah, acclimate to your surroundings and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, assimilate. Which, assimilate, yeah. Where he's clearly Jack Depp... <laughs> I feel like I feel like this this uh, police force from the future are just like um, like just getting by by the skin of their teeth. Because mm-hmm. uh, yeah, when Jack Death goes in Paris, he's like, "What the fuck is this?" Like, mm-hmm. he has no concept of like where he's at. I think at one point they mentioned about what's he talking about, like Chinese food or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he was like, "What's this?" Oh yeah. <laughs> Like, do they not have Chinese food in the future? Or at least um, some... I guess it's so disturbing. I mean, they do kind of get into the fact, like, they don't have, like, real milk or something. They oh, don't yeah, have that, yeah. burgers and shit. Like, cows are actually just don't exist. Okay, with that being said, what the fuck serving... What, what the fuck are they serving in that diner? <laughs> it's like... Beyond meat. Come on. No, it's like paste. Beyond f- meat. Beyond paste. <laughs> Flavored paste. <laughs> Um, they probably got it from Aaron Paul's character. Oh, I remember that happens in that, in that movie. Holy shit! With that black paste. Yeah, the astronaut food. <clears throat> it was probably activated charcoal toothpaste, and he's like, "Whatever." It <laughs> has as much flavor as anything else. His substance. Um. So yeah, like, uh. Oh, this is what I was gonna bring up. This is gonna bring up. So his character in the past. I okay. It's one. It's hilarious how, how the way how their technology looks, the, how the way how their technology functions is that they their mind goes into the body of their ancestor, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so Jack Death's ancestor just happens to look like Jack Death, like exactly. <laughs> And Whistler's ancestor happens to look like Whistler. Uh-huh. Like, exactly, right? But when it comes to, like, Jack Death's partner who goes in the past, his only ancestor is, like, a little girl. Yeah. <laughs> Which makes no fucking sense. 
or actually that probably makes more sense no you're right you're right you're absolutely right that makes more sense than jack death looking like jack death mm. <laughs> the only the only difference was like his ancestor was a photographer which they never talk about ever again like one <laughs> mention of it and it's like that's it yeah and apparently his ancestor was trash uh yeah because she's like i don't like him uh, but it's weird too because um helen hunt's character lena she was like they she made it seem like they had been in, they've been in a relationship for a yeah, while yeah and she's like said something about you promised you would take me to work on time and like yeah this type of stuff like it was like he'd let her down before yeah. And then come to find out that was the first night that they slept together that they knew each other. Yeah. Like what? Like it, it like yeah, you got a sense that like Alright, clearly they've been in a relationship. Oh, and it, even like Jack Death's ancestor was like like swooning over her, saying I forgot what was the exact quote she said, but like making love to you is like borderline like magic or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Which, you know, either he's like spitting game. Or they're in a relationship, and then as the movie like as the movie progresses, that re- oh Phil, that's just his answer. His name was Phil. Mm-hmm. The relationship with Phil, like his his their relationship, like devolves into like a one night stand, and then Jack Death and um, Lena's relationship seem to turn to something more serious mm-hmm. in a span of like twenty four hours. Not even. <laughs> it was like they they met each other in the morning. Mm-hmm. And then they were, like, kind of dating by the nighttime. Yeah. Uh, let me see. What else? Oh, okay. So let's talk about... No, actually, I'll say that to the answer. Want to talk about the motorcycles? You talking about the scooters or the fuck those were? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. They were all basically scooters. They they stole the motorcycles from people at a bar. Mm-hmm. And they go on this chase. This very slow chase. Yeah. With these motorcycles that look like scooters mm. and you know at one point jack death like breaks through a window but as he does you could see that someone spray painted a motorcycle on the wall yeah what did it say huh it, you told me you said it said something on the on the um on the spray paint i don't remember i think it was like wee or some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember that. I just remember there's a motorcycle there. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> I can't find um, what they're called, you know, because my laptop is like, fuck you, internet. Well, it's not a Vespa. No, it's not a Vespa. Um, I don't know, Kelsey. You can, you might be able to look it up. Okay. Um. So, uh, oh, the music too. I gotta mention the music. That shit was a fucking banger. I almost wanted yeah, to exactly. I, I almost want to get the soundtrack. I'm sure I can find it like on Spotify or something like that. But yeah, that soundtrack was dope as hell. Hmm. Okay. I What'd you find? Some fucking Akira looking bikes. Okay, then they're they're yeah, we don't we don't wanna waste all our time trying to find what what those motorcycles are called. Um, so anyway, so we got to talk about our favorite lines. It kind of looked like a moped, but beefier. Mm, I can see that. I can see that. Um, all right. So, oh, the ending. I got to talk about the ending real quick. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I actually really like the ending. You mean the other time that they use the watch? 
Yes. How jet? How? <laughs> how Jack Def can't count can't count bullets? Yes. <laughs> I forgot about that. But it's so funny. Like that's the thing that like raises the tension. The fact that he couldn't count. <laughs> like how the bad guys is like shooting, and he's like, "You're out of bullets, Whistler." And even Hell Hunter was like, "He only fired five. <laughs> she's like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> dives out of the way, and oh, now it's working. Um, yeah, and like how Whistler's character, like what's our Whistler's character? How Whistler throws Lena off the side in Chinatown, uh-huh. in L.A. Chinatown, right? where everything's only two stories. <laughs> yeah, throws her off the off the side, and Jack Dad uses that watch that's supposed to make everything ten seconds longer, but instead. It's like two minutes longer. <laughs> I just like how he like how he swooped down, right? Mm. With that belt and the wire. Oh yeah. Like I know it looked cheesy, but I was just like, why does that look so cool that he when he does it? <laughs> I know. <laughs> look, nothing can compare to John Cena doing the same thing in one of the Fast and Furious movies. Oh yeah, I gotcha. <laughs> um and yeah, and like the thing that like oh, let me see, who I think I think it was the baseball guy threw a bottle at Whistler and like Whistler like fell over the side and he was hanging off the cliff mm. and the guy threw an apple at him and he was like, ah, and that's how Whistler <laughs> was like defeated by like a, a, by a hobo throwing shit at him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. And the movie ended with like Jack death stuck in the past. Mm hmm. And when that ended, I was like, I gotta watch part two. Like, almost immediately, I was like, I gotta see how And there's what, like five or six of them? The six of them. I actually talked to um, a buddy of mine, uh, Jacob, who uh, writes for the site. He's seen them all, and he even said, like, he, he said, avoid six, because six is not good. But the other ones are good? Yeah, he said the other ones are good. He says, like, two, I think he said, like, two and five are good. Maybe, like, part two is, like, not the best, but part two is, like, really good as well. Mm uh so yeah i gotta, gotta check this out but let's talk about our favorite lines yes um <laughs> i the first thing uh the f- like okay rank them by your favorite there's the squid one okay there's uh um there is uh there's damn the, it there's the damn it one there is what the fuck uh there was one other one wasn't there um, I can only think of those three. Okay. Rank them. Rank them? Yeah. Which well, one's first, second, third? Well, number one, uh-huh. top spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, dry hairs for squids. <laughs> top spot. Uh-huh. I'm going to use that. Matter of fact, I believe in so much, I want to make sure that my hair is always moisturized. Mm-hmm. So, dry hairs for squids. Boom. Top spot. Right. Mm-hmm. Second tops. Second. The, <laughs> the damn it. <laughs> and wait, we should actually share the con. We should actually tell the context. So Jack Death, it's in the past. Because Jack Death, he has his hair slicked back in the future, right? He gets in the past. His hair is like mess. His hair is like not a style. He gets like, what, lotion or something like that? Something. And just puts it in his hair. And Helen Hunt gives him this look like, what the fuck? And he says, dry hair's for squids. Yeah. <laughs> Dry hairs for squids. Squids are for dry hair. Dry hairs for squids. No, yeah. dry hairs for squids. Dry hairs for squids, right? And the damn, the damn it part, which I thought was fucking hilarious, was when Jack, Jack Death was hiding as a hobo, and the two cops were like, "All right, 
I think he's in here. <laughs> like this, this like makeshift makeshift shed, and like the dude, like, looks in, points his gun. He's like, he's not here. Damn it! <laughs> it was so funny uh-huh. that you rewound it like five times just yeah. to hear him go, "Damn it!" <laughs> and it was hilarious. <laughs> And it, yeah, every time we rewound it, it was just, oh, this is funny. This is just funny. And it got fun- funnier. Yeah, it got funnier. Um, and then the what the fuck. Uh, what was it? Like, they had their, they had their bikes. and the- Yeah, like, they brought the bikes back, which yeah. was like, why? Yeah. So they brought the bikes back, and then the guy, one of the owners of one of the bikes came out. And was saw- it one of the owners? Mm-hmm. Oh, because, so that's why he had that reaction. Yeah, because like his oh. bike was fucked up, and he's like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, just how he delivered it. What the fuck? <laughs> All right, so yeah, to me, uh, dry hairs for squids. Is it dry hair for squids? Dry hairs. Yes. Dry hairs for squids. Okay, dry hairs for squids. Top top spot. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> and what the fuck is third for me? What's okay. yours? So are you, uh, hold on, are you saying mm-hmm. that you're ranking them based on what's cooler? I'm ranking about which one, well. Because I I almost thought you were going to choose. The damn it? Mm-hmm. Because that one had more of an effect on you. No, you know what? It, it had a, okay, it had an effect on me at that moment. <laughs> but dry hair. And for, after that. It, yeah, and after that, but like dry hairs for squids, I'm like. Damn, that's so cool. Well, yeah, it's like, so cool. I'm, I'm going to use it. Like, that's so badass. It's supposed to, damn it. <laughs> well, like, this just shows people what type of people we are. Uh-huh. Because guess which one's my top spot? The what the fuck? Mm-mm. Is it damn it? Yep. <laughs> Why? Because it's stupid. <laughs> Because anything that makes me laugh like that is uh, my favorite thing. Uh, That's why I like you so much because you make me laugh and you're stupid. Oh, thanks. I appreciate. I appreciate that. Your stupidity no, makes, brings me joy. That's when you say, "Damn it!" Damn it! <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. Damn it! It's all. <laughs> no, it's oh like that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, so damn it! Is, you got that's the thing when you, you can't just say damn it. You gotta. I was saying it the right way. No, that's what I'm saying. Every time now, even even <laughs> even when I use it in real life. Yeah, just damn it. Just do it. <laughs> just do it. Okay, so damn it, damn you know it is what? yours. I feel like I've heard that somewhere before too. Like someone saying damn it like that. Mm. Um, but I don't know where. Mm. I feel like I've heard that before, and uh-huh. it's like. The bro dogish like way to say damn it or something that was like popular in the eighties or nineties. Damn it, bro. Maybe something like that. No. Okay. Um. um so yeah, damn. Damn it is your top. <laughs> what's what's your what's your next? Um, uh, I'm gonna say dry hairs for squids. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're wrong. That should be top spot automatically. But that's okay. That's no, okay. I'm gonna make a t-shirt. Dry hairs for squids. Mm-hmm. I wanna get that tattooed. Oh really? Across my chest. <laughs> No. No. Right here. Where your, hair, where your hairline used to be. <laughs> I 
That hurts. <laughs> it would hurt to get it tattooed, but you'd love it. No. <laughs> oh, you just give me more reason to shave my fucking head. <laughs> so, all right. So clearly, clearly the what the fuck is in third. Yeah. It's, it's funny, but it wasn't as funny as the first one. As damn it. And it wasn't cool like the second one. You know what? Hmm. I'm not going to use that now. Why? Because now I'm going to think about my, my hairline. Oh my god. going to do our geriatric cinematic of Terry Gilliam's Time Bandits. You flopped to see Close Encounters for the special effects. You went to Superman to see a man fly. You went to Star Wars for the droids. You went... Now what? What's page two, man? It's on the page one. See? Oh, no. Star Wars Time bandits can offer you much, much more. It's not the special effects or flying men or droids which makes Time Bandits a unique cinematic. Cinematic! Written by Terry... Oh, duh, I gotta read the synopsis. (laughs) This film came out in 1981, and the synopsis is a young boy accidentally joins a band of time-traveling dwarves as they jump from era to era looking for treasure to steal. Directed by Terry Gilliam, written by Michael Palin and Terry Gilliam. It stars Craig Warnock, David Rappaport, Kenny Baker, Malcolm Dixon, Mike Edmonds, Jack Purvis, and Tiny Ross. Also, John Cleese, because I think he's important. Mm. Not to this movie, but like to people. As a, as a person. Mm-hmm. I would disagree with that. I think a Sean Connery is more important. Uh, so yeah, uh, Time Bandits. What about Shelley Duvall, huh? Who? She kind of popped up a few times. Who? Shelley Duvall. Who? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, Time Bandits, 1981, directed by Terry Gilliam. This movie had actually been in my... It's been in the queue. It's been one of those movies I've been wanting to watch for a while, as a Terry Gilliam fan. Um... God, this is what, our third Terry Gilliam movie? Mm-hmm. Um, 12 Monkeys, The Fisher King, mm-hmm. and this one. Um, but no one gives two shits about that. The most important part is what does Kelsey think about this movie? I like it a lot. Okay. You like it a lot, but not love it. I can't say I love it. Mm-hmm. Two reasons. Okay. They always make dwarves look like idiots. Mm, like okay. you know what I mean, like I think that was just of the time. That that's what I'm saying. Yeah, and so it kind of does. It's not a great excuse. Um, <laughs> Look, it's an excuse. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's that's only it. I thought I had okay. two things, but I only had one. Is that that's your is that is that your only complaint? No. Um. Mm. But I mostly like the movie. Okay, what did, you, what did you like about this movie? Uh, I like that we jumped from era to era. I thought that was actually 
pretty dope. And how they did it was cool. Because mm-hmm. I know there's like this one bad movie that came out in like the 80s or 90s where some mm-hmm. kid goes back into history and he's like teaching them how to like hip like do hip hop music or some shit. Whoa, what in the fuck? <laughs> Go on. I got a f- whoa. Okay. All uh, right. You've never heard of that? Hold on. Go, go keep talking. I'm I'm trying to find it. Okay. Um but like those types of movies always irritate me because it's like the person goes back in time and they think they're smarter than everybody else and they're just fucking idiots. Mm-hmm. This kid was there by accident and like definitely was not like, oh, I'm smarter than you guys. Mm-hmm. He at least could tell the dwarves where they were in time. Though the dwarves should have known because they were, you know, they made the whole earth. Who the dwarves? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I like that. I actually like that concept. I like how. Um, I'm not much of a. I mean, as as evident bef- as evident in past episodes, I'm not a fan of kid actors. Um, but there was something about the kid that was like very. I mean, I feel like this was Gillian's point, but it was very innocent, but like very, like he sold the whole like childlike mentality of like, what the fuck's going on? Like this is crazy, but also not like dumbfounded. Mm-hmm. And he was like able to like keep up. And be he was able to be a helpful hand to the to the time bandits, um, and I I do like the fact that like these time bandits who are like they help create Earth and society and the universe and everything like that. They're just like a bunch of like people who just want to steal shit. Like at the end, yeah. Um, this is this movie's another great case of like payer workers. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I'm looking up for that movie, and I don't know. There's a like a, a TV movie from 1991 called Brother Future. Okay. But it's like, that doesn't go far back enough in time. Oh, okay. That one only goes like pre-Civil War. The one I'm talking about, they go back to like the Middle East. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Teaching people in the Middle East about hip-hop? <laughs> it's probably very white boy. <laughs> um... Uh, what I'm trying to think. What, oh, this 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 film it it's it's the Terry Gilliam, it's the Terry Gilliam formula, where like, the, the like scenery is very inventive. It's very like wild and everything like that. The camera work I think is actually pretty dope. Um, I had read that Terry Gilliam pur- purposely like held the camera low as mm-hmm. like the dwarves angle so you can be like at their level oh that's kind of. cool like so it's not like you're looking down on them <laughs> exactly or like you're basically viewing them as a like a like a regular person yeah yeah exactly exactly plus he he also did that because he wanted to have the viewpoint of the kid of like oh like you're a child along this journey as well mm. it's not just like adults and everything um so what was uh acting what do you think um okay so i'm gonna say this and i hope that it doesn't come across the wrong way Mm -hmm. i didn't the acting was okay Mm -hmm. i didn't have any problems with the acting but i normally think that acting is only good if like i can differentiate people from each other Mm -hmm. and not saying like all dwarves look the same or anything so i hope it's not taken that way but because 
their energy was so frenetic and they were like a people that created the world like i almost couldn't view them as separate people Mm -hmm. like they all had the same personality to me oh the um like the same acting style at the very least oh okay all right all right i can see that um yeah even though even you're just referring to the doors right Mm -hmm. or the the what are they called are they doors little people what do they call them i think they call them little people now um dwarves well they call them dwarves in in the synopsis so we'll just go for that hopefully we're not offending anybody Mm. um so and you're referring to like you're referring to the actors right about their style their acting style was similar right yeah um I would say yes and no. Like there were still like characteristics and with all with the other actors, like their personality wise. Like clearly, like Kevin Warner, not Kevin Warner, that's the kid. Sorry, uh, David Rappaport, who played the leader. Clearly, like he was on, he was like the brains of the operation mm-hmm. and stuff like that, right? Yeah. Um, and then there was even like the guy Max uh, Malcolm Dixon. Like you can tell that he was the one who was always button heads with them, mm-hmm. and like he wanted to be like the leader and stuff like that. So. I guess in in certain I guess in certain cases, like when it was like a collective shot or a collective like scene together, they seemed like they were at the same level of like acting wise. But when they had to stand out, they like stood out. Yeah, I could see that. Mm. Um, I mean, there it's like when the, when things get quieter, mm-hmm. you could really see them shine, or like when when. Most of them are doing one thing, and then another one is like away from the group. You can really tell the difference. Mm-hmm. I think when, I think when things start picking up at the end, mm-hmm. you really can tell more of a difference because yeah. they're not all together. Oh yeah, and they're, they're all doing different things. And like, um, I think it just, I think they were meant to be more like one person. Mm, yeah, I can see for that. a lot of the movie. I can see that. I can see that. Uh, what did you think of the directing and the th- design of the movie? Hmm. I think the directing was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that Terry Gilliam made the the changes from from uh, you know like era to era like mm. pretty seamless and yeah. Um, I thought the I thought the way how um, they would travel through time mm-hmm. it's it's simple. But like it fits with like the kookiness of the of the movie, where it's just like this door mm-hmm. that they just like step through, and there's no guarantee that when they step through, it's gonna be like the same playing field or the same like surface they're gonna be coming out of. Mm-hmm. Like at one point, they go to like a door, uh, like the kid now the kid Kevin, mm-hmm. he like goes through the door and he like falls from the sky, mm-hmm. which I thought I was like that's funny. Like yeah. there's no guarantee that you're just gonna be like oh yeah I'm walking to one place and I'm walking to another. Um. Yeah, I agree with that. Mm. My favorite, I guess, like set design mm-hmm. would have to be um, the ship with the the ogres. Oh yeah, uh-huh. that was my favorite. That kind of remind me of of I don't know if you remember, but David Bowie uh, that movie Labyrinth. Mm-hmm. It kind of remind me of that type deal, and, th- and that's the thing. This is like the eighties. This is like when cocaine like came in. And people were just like, this is make some wild ass shit. You know, like this, Labyrinth, uh, what's it called? Um, Never Ending Story, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, like, if you think about it, they all have the same type of 
style, but it's still like able to like separate themselves. Yeah. I think especially in the never-ending story, they have mm-hmm. like those hobbit-looking people that live in like some place with a lot of wood. Yeah. There's always <laughs> the one place that's like an old wood cabin mm-hmm. that like a wizard would live in. Yeah, cuz that's where wizards live. They never they never get like a you know, like a, like a town, nice house. Yeah, or... townhome or something. Never. Townhome or apartment in the Bronx. Where would such. they keep all their potions? Yeah, and all their staffs. Yeah. That's where all the burglars are. They gotta live off the grid. The wizards? Yeah. They they can't make a, a potion to mm-hmm. protect themselves mm-hmm. because of plot, but <laughs> <laughs> Yes, plot in this fictionalized movie we're just coming up with on the spot <laughs> um uh favorite scene got one got a couple oh i'm sorry i didn't mean to cut you but i'm sorry back to the to the ogre thing i didn't mean to cut you off oh no that was just my favorite oh okay i don't know that i have a favorite i do you know what i do have one mm-hmm. there's like a giant Okay. That comes out of the ocean. Yeah, and he's like wearing the bow for a hat. Mm-hmm. And he's just walking out of the ocean, uh, and you know the 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 dwarves and the boy mm-hmm. are like, "What are we gonna do?" And the boy has the bright idea to like put the the giant to sleep mm-hmm. with like like uh, one of those fire thingies, mm-hmm. like that you blow air out of it. Oh. And, like, you pump air out of it. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, the terms person of short stature, little person, and dwarves are commonly used in the United States to refer to a person with a medical condition called dwarfism. Okay. Okay, uh, so go on. So, they put the medicine on top of his head through oh, the bottom of the boat <laughs> Yeah. to make him sleep, and he just falls asleep. He takes the hat off, uh-huh. you know, the boat hat, uh-huh. puts it down, and falls asleep peacefully yeah on the beach by the rocks i'm like damn that looks fire right now i could do that i could <laughs> take, it a nap. take a fucking nap on the beach <laughs> that's what i want it looks so peaceful like uh like if you're on vacation or you like you you have like a vacation home during the summer mm. and you are just not worried about anything just so fucking relaxed you're just like yeah i'm here I'm go to sleep now that beach looked pretty gloomy to me that looked perfect to me I know it looked gloomy. That oh, sounds perfect I, to you. Yeah, it is. I like, I don't know, I like gloomy weather because sunny weather is depressing. Damn, okay. It is. We get so much sun here, it makes me depressed. Are you serious? Yeah. Why? Because it doesn't change. Yeah, that's California. I'm used to changing weather. You have like a whole week and a half sometimes where it's raining every day. Uh-huh. And... Then I don't miss the rain. <laughs> but over here, like, it's sunny all the time. Mm. And during the summer, it's sunny all the time and hot all the time. And I can't sleep. So now I just have, like, a grudge against the fucking sun. What's the sun ever do to you? The only time I liked <laughs> the sun was this past weekend. Uh. Because it's been gloomy for, like, weeks. Mm. But I'm already over it. Over the gloom or over the sun? Over the sun. Well, it's California, and we're in June, so summertime. Mm. So back to the movie. (laughs) 
Anyways, I like that's my scene. That's your scene? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you already know my, what my scene is. Um, is it the finger scene? It's the finger scene. <laughs> uh, no, actually, I take that back. I'm, I take that back. That's actually my second favorite scene. Oh. My first favorite scene is actually the part where the doors, like, they come through the, the closet in the Kevin's room. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to find, like, a way out. And then when they push the door, they push the wall, and it oh, like goes yeah, in, right? Oh, yeah, that was which, really cool. Which I thought that was a badass, like, set design, right? Or how that functioned, right? Mm. But the part that sold it to me was when the giant head, like, essentially God, is like, give the map back to me. Like, if <laughs> I was a kid watching that, this would give me nightmares. Yeah. And I just like how that looked. And they use it, like, a couple more times mm-hmm. throughout the movie, like, the giant head kind of thing. And to, like, really hit it home that, like, he's God. They made him, like, an old British guy. Because <laughs> God's an old British yeah, guy. Yeah, right? It was just like, okay. Like, it's... I it's, mean, it kind of makes sense if you think about it. That God's an old British guy? Yeah. Why? Go ahead and explain. Because he made Jesus white. <sighs> I know you're joking. No, the actual joke is... Mm. uh the reason why he's the old British guy is because um, it's right there. I can't think about it. I can't think about it either. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're bored of what I'm saying. No, I wasn't bored. We were talking about I was tired. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I'm saying, okay. Okay. I'm waiting for that joke. <laughs> I, keep re- I keep remembering it and then forgetting it. <laughs> why okay so people okay <laughs> made jesus white even though that wasn't true at all okay um so why wouldn't god be white even if that's probably not true either if you believe in him which i don't <laughs> was that the joke was that the joke <laughs> it sounded better in my it head it did sound better in your head <laughs> tired i am tired i've had a long fucking week it's so long that a joke sounds better in your head and you're just like let me let me go ahead and say this it took me a week to say that fucking joke oh my you should just you know what just took another week to make the joke yeah no because it would have been more annoying (laughs) that was an annoying joke anyway Look, I worked until 10.30 on Tuesday. So oh, I know. Knows. Fuck that. Um, so, yeah, back to the floating head. Um, I like. I just thought it, it's very Monty Python-ish because Terry Gillen was part of the he was part of the Monty Python group. That's why I like several of the... Uh, what is it? Several? Let me see. One, two. I think there's only like two members show up in this movie. Um, but... Um, yeah, it's a very Monty Python, Monty Python thing where it is like all this omnipotent, like head, like this god. Omnipotent. Thank you. Um, god is like flying around and like in human form, he's just like an old British guy in a suit. I'm like, that's a <laughs> I'm very... Make, I'm going to make the joke again. <laughs> don't. Coming like, up on two hours. We don't have time for that. We this. don't have time for that bullshit. <laughs> But yeah, I another scene I really enjoyed was um, the finger, the the finger guns. Mm-hmm. This just happened out of nowhere. He just like raised his finger and there, pistols. Pew, pew. 
like laser pistols. Yeah, and then they turn turn one of the doors into like. All all of a sudden, you just see a a giant pig running through the fucking doorway. (laughs) Just like, wow, (laughs) that happened. Yeah, that was so crazy Mm -hmm. that I can't remember anything that happened except for the fingers and the pig. But I know it was like Mm -hmm. a couple things after each other Mm -hmm. that we were kind of like, holy shit. Well, like there's like that scene where um, where there was like the doors, like I think like a couple of members, like one of them had died. Um, uh, Fidget had like died. He had been crushed by like a pillar. Um, And no, actually it was before Fidget got killed. Uh, there's like this big, supposed to be this big epic battle, and all of a sudden, like cowboys show up, military personnel show up, uh, like like civil, not civil war, yeah, like red coats and shit like showed up, and tanks showed up to like mm-hmm. try to. Now I remember they try to destroy um, evil genius played by David Warner, and there's that part where like the cowboys like tie him up to like hold him, like no, they lasso him, mm-hmm. they lasso him, and he starts spinning. Do you remember that part? He starts spitting oh, and like yeah, they, yeah. they're holding to the rope, and also this thing like f- comes out of his head, yeah, and like chops the rope and shit like that. Mm-hmm. It's like it's kind of <laughs> like um like a less spectacular Beetlejuice when he's like yeah, I totally <laughs> agree with that. Yeah, <laughs> when Beetlejuice does the spinning thing when he's like a like a carnival ride or some yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, but I, like it's funny because like that movie. Uh, time band is like it builds up to like it just gets kind of wackier and wackier like as time goes on until like this epic battle that should have been like bigger but wasn't but like it worked out just fine Mm -hmm. you know um even the way how he was defeated was just like boom like god showed him was like boom that's it yeah like all right it was like anticlimactic but it was still kind of (laughs) funny also i mean it was kind of anticlimactic Mm -hmm. also for how intelligent god's supposed to be he's a fucking idiot Oh, yeah, and he's very like, oh, I planned this the whole time. It's like, no, you didn't. No, you didn't, and also they've definitely left a chunk of the pure evil behind. Let's talk about that ending. Mm-hmm. That ending was kind of fucked up. Why? Well, one, the kid's house burns down, mm-hmm. right? And they're like, the fireman, which one was like Sean Connery, who showed up in earlier, and he's just like, hey, like... This wasn't a dream and everything like that. Everything was real. Um, so the house burns down. So the, the family's homeless, right? And then, like, there's evil. A little piece of, little chunk of evil is in the toaster. Mm-hmm. And he's like, don't touch it. And they touch it. And then they explode. Uh-huh. And the kid just watched his parents die like that, right? Mm-hmm. No resolution of, like... What's oh, going to happen to him now? Exactly. Or like God coming down or like the the time bandits are like, oh, here, let me just, let's just put it back together. And boom, you got your parents. Like, no. They explode. The house is burned down. The camera pans out. And it's like credits. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> also, Sean Connery adopted him mm-hmm. when he was king. Mm-hmm. He sees him again when he's a firefighter, and he just winks at him and drives off. <laughs> like, yeah. thanks, Dad. I know. Thanks, my adopted father. Who's like, gonna... what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> he, Damn it! I know. Sean Connery drove off, and um, John Connery's character, uh, King Agamemnon. 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 Yeah, Agamemnon. <laughs> King Agamemnon is like driving off, and the camera's like, dude. 
limit. Uh, all right. So, Kelsey. Yes. Does this movie hold up? Yes. Uh, I agree with you. It's part of the Criterion Collection, so this is a oh. not not everything. In the Criterion Collection is great, but like I think this one definitely deserves that mm-hmm. to be included in that library. I'm surprised you didn't say anything about your favorite scene that we made a clip out of. Oh, the dupe. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing really to add other than that it's funny that the dude's, like, slugging this homeless, these homeless people. Yeah, there's a part where, like, Robin Hood, like, if you folks haven't seen it, there's a part where Robin Hood um, is taking the time bandits, like, treasure and, like, giving it to homeless people. Because they do, like, this whole Robin Hood scenario. And the dude, like, as he's, like, handing out the treasure, uh, one of his married men just, like, punches homeless people. And the guy's like, is that necessary? And the guy, the guy can't speak... Like he's like, he's the dog there, like that, uh-huh. but with really, really wide eyes, yeah, like yeah. angry. <laughs> yeah, the look on his face, and he goes, "What did he say?" He's like, "Oh, afraid so." Like, no, he's like, "Does he have to do that?" Oh, to do that. Afraid so. Oh, okay. Like just like that. Yeah. All right. And you never know why. You never find out why yeah. it's necessary or why he's doing it or nothing. Yeah. That's the part I think. I feel like funny. I feel like that was like an inside joke for like Terry Gilliam. Probably. He's like, all right, that's that's it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I think the movie still holds up. Um, yeah, it's one of those great movies. Terry Gilliam had a he had a hard time producing, but he produced it. It's a great film. Mm-hmm. Anything else? Nope. All right. So that's gonna be it for a show for this week. Oh wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Want to mention this? There was a potential sequel to this movie. All right, this is from IM, the IMDb page. In 1996, Terry Gilliam and Charles uh, McQuan, uh collaborated on a script for Time Bandits 2, bringing back most of the original cast, except except uh, David Rappaport and Tiny Ross, who had died a few years earlier. Jack Purvis uh, had been paralyzed in a car accident, so his character was written to be in a similar state. When Purvis died, the project was shelved indefinitely. So I just want to show that. We, we could have had a time balance, too. Why aren't we hearing about um, a curse? You know, since two or three people died from this film. I think the fact that Terry Gilliam has a hard time getting his movies made is curse enough. <laughs> okay, so... Uh, yeah, that's going to be our show for this week. Uh, we want to thank everybody for joining us on this week's show. Um... We would especially like to thank the folks over at Your Entertainment Corner for hosting the show on their website. This podcast on their website for all your film news, TV, TV, sorry, film and TV news and reviews. Go to yourentertainmentcorner.com. Uh, don't be afraid to drop us a line at therealappeal at gmail.com. Uh, find our podcast on all podcast catchers, and don't be afraid to give us a review on those podcast catchers. Five stars takes like a few seconds. Boom, done. You're out. Uh, so we're going to be off for next week. Uh, we were planning on reviewing, uh, Elemental, but, uh, Kelsey and I have had a long couple of weeks, so we're going to take a break. Mm -hmm. Um, but we will be back the first week of July because on June 29th, Thursday, uh, Indiana Jones and the Die of Destiny is going to be released. Uh, Kelsey and I are very much looking forward to that. Mm -hmm. Um, We've been excited to see that movie since we saw, like... D23. Since D23, yeah. 
Um, so we're going to be reviewing that. And our geriatric cinematic will be 1984's... Oh, another great year. 1984's Romancing the Stone, um, starring Michael Douglas and Kathleen Turner. Uh, that film, uh, as of the mo- this moment, is available to rent on Amazon, YouTube TV, Google Play, and other VOD services. Uh, the topic for that week will be making archaeology look cool while doing it. Yeah. Doing it and doing it and doing it round. Do- Hi. That's... No. That's no? Just no. What was a joke? What's the joke again? You. Ow. <laughs> <laughs>